Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers on a Tuesday morning. It's a good day to be around. We had Susie from Astros in Orbit on yesterday's episode, and I'm bringing you a new guest today. Ryan, good morning. How are you doing this morning? Doing good, Bill. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. So, Ryan, Ryan comes from a or is going to talk to you about a team that we've talked a little bit about before, but may have a different perspective on it. So, Ryan, tell me about how you became a tell me about which team's your favorite MLB team and how you became a fan of them. So, grew up my whole life as a pretty strong Padres fan. Um, I originally I grew up here in South Orange County, uh, but was born in uh, San Diego County. My all my extended family, uh, you know, lived in San Diego County. And so from an early age, I just kind of took them on as my team. Um, I don't really have, you know, a exact moment. I just kind of always was kind of a fan of theirs. Um, 84, obviously, they went to the World Series. I was a little too young to kind of remember that. Um, 96, 98 stand out, of course. But, um, you know, that was obviously later on. Um, but you know, I, I, with my extended family being in San, in San Diego, I kind of gravitated towards that team. Uh, my grandfather, who I was very, very close with was actually a Dodger fan living in San Diego. And so it was always fun to kind of banter back and forth with him. Um, so I think that that was, that was probably part of it, uh, as well. And, you know, also I kind of enjoyed, um, you know, growing up back in the day, there was not a lot of Padre fans here in Orange County. So I kind of, I think kind of enjoyed, uh, being the one and only guy that was, that was rooting for them, um, you know, back in the late eighties and then all through the nineties. Well, those were the days when the angels were pretty good. Yep. And so it was hard to find for those of you listening, it was Ryan's right. It was hard to find. It was either Dodgers or angels and angels had a monopoly on the Orange County because they were so good in the 80s and then into the 90s, they were really good as well. Um, and then obviously they won the World Series in 2002. So obviously, but Ryan was a standout. I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your, tell me about favorite players. Tell me about maybe a favorite player currently that you have and a favorite player all time. And they, they don't have to be Padres, but you've got plenty to choose from with Padre organization. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously like every Padre fan growing up, um, I was probably the biggest Tony Gwynn fan. Um, I always wore number 19, um, all throughout my career. Um, you know, I played collegiately, played a little bit professionally and, you know, was able to wear 19 all the way through. Um, and he was a guy that I really looked up to. In fact, he was a guy that really kind of shaped, um, my career now, uh, you know, he had a, he had a big hand in who I became as an individual. He, you know, when I was really, really young, I had heard, you know, that he looked at video and, and he hit off the tee every day. And so just kind of copying him when I was about 11, 12 years old, I started to do, to do the same thing. And, uh, that really sparked an interest in, you know, kind of the art of hitting and breaking down hitters. And so, you know, from, from the time I was very, very young, I was outside in my backyard hitting off the tee every day. Um, and also taking my dad's big camcorder, you know, remember back in the day, we had these big camcorders, I'd set it up on a, on a chair and I would, I would video myself and, um, I would record, uh, Padre games and, uh, when I could and, and, and just try and break down swings. And so that really shaped who I was. So Tony, Tony Gwynn was definitely my guy um, for most of my for my entire life um, up until obviously the the time that he passed away. Currently, um, I was also a middle infielder, so I grab I gravitate towards middle infielders, um, and I love kind of 
you know, the, the old school game guys that can run. Um, and so kind of currently my favorite, my favorite current player that I enjoy watching is Trey Turner, um, who ironically enough was a Padres draft pick. Um, but then unfortunately traded away, uh, shortly after he was drafted when the new regime took over. Um, but he's definitely a guy that I, I really enjoy watching. I like my kids to kind of, to kind of watch, um, plays game hard, you know, uh, runs well. He's kind of a, he's a guy that, that can drive the ball the other way, but he can also hit the ball in the ballpark, um, plays good defense. Um, and so big fan of his. And then, um, you know, my kids, uh, would, would hate me if I didn't mention it. Cause I'm also a big fan of Brandon Crawford, really enjoy watching that guy play, uh, defensively, especially, um, I think, you know, he's somebody very, very special. So, um, you know, Tony Gwynn and then more recently Trey Turner and, and probably Brandon Crawford are the guys that I really enjoy watching. Trey Turner has the best slide in the MLB, by the way. 100%. 100%. I mean, that guy just makes it. Uh, one of my friends labeled him, one of the, the female top fan rivalry people labeled him Trey Sexy Slide Turner. And it cracks <laughs> me up every time because he just, he just says flawless. Just, I'm going to just yeah. make it happen. Easy effortless, you know? right? Yeah. It's not a Matt Halliday, like scrape your chin on the dirt type thing. It's, <laughs> right. Totally. It's you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Yep. Game 163. <laughs> yep. But yeah. um, but yeah, it's uh good calls. Those are good calls. I listen, those are a lot of uh you said something too, we're gonna come back to, but those are a lot of good uh players. So yeah, now tell and me if we're looking ball. at the Padres, I mean, if you you know, if we're looking at just the Padres. I, you know, I gravitate more towards the hardworking, gritty type guys. And so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Cronenworth uh, is a guy that I really enjoy watching. And then uh, obviously ha Young Kim is, uh, from a defensive perspective, is a lot of fun to watch too. So, um, yeah, I, I typically don't go towards maybe the superstar. I, I look at other things in terms of like the guys I like to watch. I'll, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you built an entire entire nine position play well eight position players um around uh a kim a cronenworth and a dustin pedroia mm -hmm. guys that play like that that you're gonna win 100 games you're winning some ball games for sure because those aren't they don't care about how they look they're gonna get dirty every night right i mean if dustin pedroia wasn't dirty at the end of the game it meant he didn't play right like, i mean totally that guy gave it his all right yep 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 for and sure so you probably could throw Jorge Posada as a catcher. In oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I'm not, you know, so those are good calls. I I have a weird love-hate relationship with Cronenworth because he seems like when he plays the Dodgers, he levels up. Mm -hmm. But I love watching him play, even when he has his little off-seasons and things like that. But I like watching him play because he plays the game right. He just levels up against the Dodgers. So the 19 games a season when he plays the Dodgers, I have to – you know, hope that he falls down, but the other, <laughs> you know, the other 143 games or whatever, I right? listen, go Jake, go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and from a, from a, that's one thing that's frustrated me uh, over this past season with a, uh, you know, just pod, a lot of Padre fans in general is how many Padre fans have been, you know, calling for him to be traded or, you know, this or that because he had a down year and, you know, as a former player myself, you know, uh, fans don't typically realize how hard it is to make such a massive uh, uh, position change and, mm -hmm. and how that can impact your offense. And I'm not saying that that's what happened, but it would make sense. Right. I, I think that, you know, if they would have left them alone and allow them to continue to play gold glove second base and, um, 
I think his offense would have been fine. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully he has a bounce back year uh, this year, but you know, the, the Padres need more guys like him, right? Because uh, you're right. He is a guy that gives everything he has and plays the game the right way. And, you know, he's showing up early and, and, and staying late. Um, and, you know, you don't know if a lot of the guys on the roster are doing that. So. Yeah. And, and you and I both had played at, at levels, different levels. And it, what people don't realize the the casual fan, I'm going to say just the regular, you know, Hey, I want to go to the game. I want my team to win. Oh, this person sucks. That person's awesome type thing. They don't realize that not only is it a physically demanding game, right? And you might wake up with a headache one day and you got to go to the ballpark and you got to give it your all. Your, your head's pounding. Yep. But they also don't realize that you're also a man. You got a family, oh, you yeah. got a wife, you got kids. And so, you know, you go to the ballpark, your head's pounding and you get a call from your wife an hour before the game starts that, you know, Johnny split his hand open and now he's got to go get stitches at the hospital and you're stuck at work. Right. Yeah. Where if you work an office job, you're taken off. Right. But you can't just change your clothes and say, I'm going to leave the stadium. You're in the right. starting lineup. And 100%. so there's a lot of things that come into play. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> play, players are humans. That's for sure. Yes. Cut them some slack for sure. So give them a little <laughs> bit of love. Yeah. All right. Speak, <laughs> speaking of ballparks, where have you been? What MLB ballparks have you been to? You know, what's funny is the older I get, the less ballparks I've been to simply because they, uh, they all get new ones. Um, so, uh, I've been to the, so obviously Petco, Anaheim stadium, uh, Dodger stadium, Oracle, uh, I guess it's not Safeco anymore. T-Mobile, uh, up in Seattle. Um, I've been to the old ballpark at Arlington, um, before they got globe life. I went to old Bush stadium in St. Louis, I went to old Yankee stadium, uh, Camden yards. Um, let me see Kansas city. Uh, okay. I've been to Kansas city. Um, okay. trying to think where else that might be. Oh, Arizona. I've been to, Arizona. I've been to chase field in Arizona. Yep. So that might be it. That might be the ones I've been to. Okay. So let's assume for a second, let's add to this question for a second. Let's assume mm -hmm. for a second. It's July. You got the entire month of July off and I know what you do for a living. So let's just assume you got nothing going on and okay. money wasn't an object and you could take you and your family to five ballparks that you haven't been to. Where are you going to go? Oh, <laughs> well, Wrigley Fenway, of course, Wrigley and Fenway, um, okay. Philly, Ooh, I'd okay. like to, um, Pittsburgh. I think okay. PNC looks pretty cool. Looks amazing. Um, I'd like to see new Yankee Stadium. Um, but if if that one counts as one I've been to, because I went to old Yankee Stadium. Uh let me see. St. Louis. Well, Louis? I I guess I've been to Old Bush. Um gosh. I hear I hear Minimade Park all the time. I hear Colorado all the time. Colorado would be cool. Minute Maid, yeah, both of those would be cool. Um, I'm going to go with Colorado. I'm going to go okay. with Colorado on that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That would probably be the the five that I would want to see. Definitely definitely Wrigley and Fenway um, I, and Philly. Um, but, yeah, Colorado would be cool. PNC would be cool. Yeah. I want I haven't been to a lot of the East Coast, uh, the East Coast stadiums. Um, and... I mean, East Coast baseball is just so much fun. 
that uh, I would definitely like to check a lot of those out for sure. So we went to to Fenway this year, actually Citizens Bank and Fenway. And I'll tell you, Ryan, it's so unique because when you walk into Fenway, the the places where you buy your your concessions and things like that, the hallways are so narrow. Mm-hmm. Like you and I could be walking side by side. And if there's somebody coming up by us, one of us has got to walk in front of the other one. Like mm-hmm. there are spots when it's incredibly narrow. But when you walk up that tunnel and you see that field. Oh, yeah. It's, it's something nothing different. like it. Yeah, it's, I went. I went to the World Series at Old Yankee Stadium in 2003, and that was my first. That was my first visit there, and I, I literally walked around the stadium, sat in the seats, and it was the same thing, right? It was it was pretty narrow, um, but I literally felt like I was on a movie set. Like it, I kept looking around, going, "This can't be like I, this can't be real. I can't be here right now." You know, just looking up at the. At, walking out to Monument Park, just look, I mean, it was, it was incredible. So I imagine it's a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I, I don't have words to describe it. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't okay. Wait. <laughs> Final question. 2024 is here. The yes. season is starting pitchers and catchers report in, I don't know, 40 days or something like that. It's five weeks. Something. Um, what are your what's your outlook for the Padres this season? This might be a rough year. You know, I, I think that um we, you know, we still have a lot of talent. There's still a lot of talent on the team for sure. Um I'm excited about uh the Mike Schilt hire. Um I've had the opportunity to meet Mike. I know people that have played for Mike um and just glowing reviews of Mike. So I was really happy for him and excited about that hire. Um but from the front office on down, you know, I question the direction and I question the culture a little bit. And, and I wonder how much, how much of that is going to impact, um, you know, this year's team. I mean, we're, they're losing some big pieces. Um, you know, Juan Soto was kind of the guy that carried that club for most of the year last year, offensively. Uh, obviously Blake Snell ended up having a great season. Um, and those things are definitely hard to replace. Uh, but more than losing the talent, I, I just question the direction. So I don't know. I, I, I'm hopeful they can squeak into the playoffs. Um, but it's definitely not as exciting as it was a year ago, um, in terms of, of, of what, what their, their season potentially looks like, but you know, I could be wrong. Um, anything can happen in the game of baseball. So, um, I'm hopeful, but at the same time, it, it, it doesn't look as exciting as it did, uh, not too long ago. I understand. I understand. I, I mentioned this to you offline, but I was at the, the opening day of the season, I was thinking it was going to be the Mets and the Padres just on paper last mm-hmm. year in the championship series because the Mets had all this great talent in pitching and hitting and the Padres were like murder's row and something happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just looking at the other teams and the, I mean, the National League West is, turning out to be a pretty exciting division um, with the development of the Diamondbacks. Um, so obviously you got the Dodgers doing what they do. If you're not excited to see, you know, regardless who cares who the name on the front of the Jersey, if you're not excited to see Betts Freeman and Otani um, in the same lineup, then you're not really a baseball fan. That's going to be exciting. Um, <laughs> that but, or, or you don't have a heartbeat. You One don't have a heartbeat, other. but, uh, but uh, watching the Diamondbacks, I mean, we went to a game, uh, a Giants Diamondbacks game a year uh, last season um, up in San Francisco and 
it I mean, that team was fun to watch. That team was a fun team to watch. So uh, National League West is is competitive and it's 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 a fun, you know, and the Padres have exciting players as well. So it's a it's a fun division to watch. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to watching the interdivision uh, or the the within the division games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me too. Me too. As long as you guys come in the standings ahead of the Giants, I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, they look like they're going to struggle, but <laughs> you never know, right? You never know. I, I do a morning show every morning and I have an e-card that I throw up in, in September when teams start getting eliminated. And I've already eliminated the A's and the Rockies. Okay. <laughs> it's, you know. Perfect. Yeah. 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 I mean, they these boys can put on the jerseys and, and play around for 162 games, but I don't think either one of those teams is going to make the playoffs. So it doesn't look like it. No, I, no. I think I'm safe there. I mean, the, yeah, the A's are agree. still trying to figure out where they're going to play and next season. And so mm -hmm. this season they know, but yeah. Um, as we wrap up, Ryan, and I, cause I appreciate mm -hmm. everybody listening to this on a Tuesday morning on your drive to work. We'll tag Ryan so that you know um, where he's at, if you want to follow him, but you had mentioned something a couple of minutes ago about Tony Gwynn and you had said, mm -hmm. He kind of shaped your career. Mm -hmm. What's that mean? Tell everybody what that means. What do you do for a living? So uh, currently I'm a private hitting instructor. Um, and, you know, I, I spent some time coaching collegiately. Um, but just through kind of growing up and being a fan of his, I just became, you know, obsessed really with the art of hitting. Um, and I just love breaking down hitters and watching hitters and, and, and so initially, um, before I had kids, I was, I was a collegiate hitting coach and that was kind of the goal was to either be a collegiate hitting coach or move on, um, and ultimately become a major league hitting coach. Uh, after I had kids wanted to be at home more. Um, and so I kind of became a private hitting instructor, uh, working with, um, you know, players individually. Um, I typically work with players 12 and above. So most of my clientele is high school and collegiate athletes. Um, because I focus in addition to focusing a lot on the mechanical side, um, I do focus a bunch on the mental side. And, uh, and so, uh, with some of the older athletes, I get to have some pretty in-depth, um, mechanical and also, also mental conversations. Um, and so I, uh, I, I have a Instagram page, Ryan Dombach hitting, um, that I operate. And then in addition to being a private hitting instructor, uh, just this past fall, uh, starting in September, uh, a friend of mine and I, we, we kind of jumped into the travel ball world, um, with our kids being kind of, of that age group, um, now and, and them wanting to play travel ball and, you know, kind of being frustrated with kind of some of the, the way travel ball was run. Um, and so we started a group called the Friars baseball club, both after the Padres, but also kind of in reference to where we live here down here by the San Juan Capistrano mission. Um, and so we run an organization called, uh, Friars baseball club, um, we're a smaller organization. We're, we're not one of these big organizations that's looking to max out um, the amount of players that we have. We're, we're, we try and keep it small to keep the quality of the instruction there. And we're, we're very much development based. And, you know, what that means, people take that to mean that we don't care about winning. I think, you know, having the desire to win and, and trying to win is important. Um, but we focus very much on the fundamental skills that will translate to higher levels. So we're, we're looking to, uh, work with athletes that have a desire to play in high school and then potentially college. Um, and we're, we're, we focus more on the skill sets um, that translate to those levels as opposed to, uh, you know, maybe introducing some things that 
might help us win ball games, but don't really translate um, at at higher levels. So that's kind of what we do. We got we got an Instagram page for that as well, Friars Baseball Club uh, at Friars Baseball Club, um, and then my Instagram is at Ryan Dombach Hitting, um, and you can also find me on my website uh, com. Awesome. Yeah. I, Ryan, I appreciate you being on and I appreciate what you're doing. And so for those of you that are in SoCal or even throughout the country, reach out to him. He does a lot of, I've had a chance to talk to him for well over an hour. Um, and he and I, it's funny, he and I know a lot of the same people um, and, or, and, or played against or played with a lot of the same individuals. So it's, it's kind of funny how that works out. So I love the fact that you do this. We'll make sure that we tag you so that that everybody can see what you're doing. And I just appreciate the time today. Can we do this again sometime and absolutely talk some more Padres time. baseball or something? Sure, for sure. All right, top fan rivalry followers. This is Ryan. We will again. We're going to tag him. Uh, we just appreciate you listening on Tuesday. Ryan, stick around for a second, and we will talk to all of you soon. Have a good day, guys.